Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. All right, everyone. Well, it is Monday, Memorial Day. Initially, I wasn't going to do an episode, but I wanted to because last night it was the season premiere of Fatal Attraction on Paramount+. Plus. Now, I... When I interviewed Brian, I had just started, Brian Goodman, um, the subject of this podcast today. When I interviewed him, I hadn't watched the show yet, and now I'm on like episode two. Oh my gosh, it's so, so good. So I have not watched the season finale yet, but he couldn't tell me, you know, quite a few things that I wanted to know about the show, but that's okay. He was still entertaining to speak to, and, you know, I get into it with him um, just about his childhood because he actually had a really crazy childhood where he left home at 12 years old. Um, He's from Southie, Massachusetts or Boston, I guess, um, for those of you who are not from New England. But yeah, left home at 12 years old, grew up in a really um, brash kind of violent Irish household. And, you know, he wound up doing some serious time in jail. I think it was something like seven or eight years. So when he was in jail, he would watch you know, TV and movies. And he said, you know, I really think I want to be an actor when I get out. And lo and behold, he got out and he became an actor. And I just think that's so incredible um, for someone to just turn their life around and just do good. So he was so funny to talk to. I mean, sorry, his voice was like a little... um sounded far away at first. He's got this like cool, scratchy, raspy voice that I'm very into. And um, yeah, overall, it was just like talking to, you know, your your friend or, you know, one of your parents' friends or not to age him because he's not like super old or anything. He really isn't. I think he's like 60. But I just, ugh, I just really liked him. So I hope that I will have a chance one day to meet him in person on a red carpet or something. Um, but really quick, I just want to go back and address that last week's episode, I was cross-promoting my other podcast, um, Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. So um, I noticed it got like a significant amount of downloads, not as many as I would have hoped for. So maybe this audience isn't necessarily the true crime audience, but um, I'm just working so hard on that podcast to try and um, get the truth and try to get justice for Grant Solomon and his sister and his mother. And yeah, I'm not going to stop until I do. So um, I really, really would love it if you all would go and listen to the Corruption podcast as well. I mean, the last episode I just did, I I got one of Gracie's old classmates to come forward. And basically, um, she admitted that the school knew about Gracie and not only covered it up, but asked her, this, this young lady who was, I don't know, at the time in maybe seventh grade, told her that she needed to keep it a secret as well and not tell anyone, not even her parents. Whatever she heard Gracie say at the school to anyone, yeah, keep it a secret. 
Um, it's just, it's heartbreaking and it's infuriating. But anyway, let's just take a break and relax from real world shit. And um, let's listen to Brian Goodman. And then don't forget to watch Fatal Attraction on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, Brian. Hi, Laura. Oh, you got a good energy. Hi, Laura. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, in my defense, it's 11 a.m. here. So I'm, I'm guessing it's probably yeah. a lot earlier where you are. Yeah, that's okay. I've been up all, I've been up since 1970. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. Now, I am like so fascinated with your story. I mean, I just, I read all about you and I had heard of Fatal Attraction, by the way. I really wanted to watch it. My parents are apparently watching it and they say it's so good. So I cannot wait to watch it. But, you know, I'm reading up about you and I'm like, holy crap talk about turning your life around. And I mean, I don't know, are you sick of talking about that? Or or can I ask you a little bit about that? Is that okay? Well, no, I don't mind at all. I mean, it's like an interview, but I, mean, I think we all get sick of us. I hope we all you know, get a little sick of us. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that story's why I haven't slept since 1970. The fact of the matter is I'm very grateful to make it through being stuck because when it's happening, you know, those long, hot days in a housing project are just storming around El Paso, which was a beautiful place in its own right. Yeah. But, you know, you come from a dysfunctional home and all the secrets and the crazy that's going on at home, you kind of bring it out to the street and you become aggressive and in a survival mode, you know, and angry and bitter and caught in self-pity. And then you find your way out. So reflecting back on it is much more comfortable now talking about it when it was happening, you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. And just side technical yeah. note, um, you sound like you're kind of muffled. Do you mind just sort of maybe talking a little bit more directly into the phone? Yeah, I have these earplugs because that's what they I got messages, emails from my agent saying this should be the best way to do it. Is this better? I mean, it's a little better. I feel like the best way to do it is to get a microphone, but you know, that's just me. What do I know? Um, no, your agents know everything. They know everything, Brian. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, well, oh, I would have been more prepared. I didn't know. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of messing with you. I'm kind of, yeah, giving you a little shit. But so I, it's funny. I'm from New Hampshire, so I know all about uh, Southie and the streets of Southie. And I do think it's important if you don't grow up with, you know parents that sort of loom over you and threaten you almost and and teach you certain things i see how how easy you could fall into those traps right yes very easily you know i mean especially if you know you get some of that dysfunction at home without trying to pass blame or anything when you get older you start to understand better but at the time you know especially back in the day this is the 70s where you know, you kept everything in. You would never shame your parents or say anything about what was going on. So you were stuck with all of it, all the confusion of it, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because now I feel like we kind of went too far. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like in today's society, it's like we we never got to hit that middle. Now everything's gone just too far, if you ask me. But um, are you Irish by any chance? I agree. I am 75%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like your household where you're just in this Irish household and in Southie. And it's like, it's kind of all, you know, is like fighting and drinking. And, and that's what I'm picturing in my head, but you know. 
Yeah, well, you're not far off. I mean, not everybody. There's a lot of good people, blue-collar, hard workers there. But yeah. there were some. I mean, look at I, I remember being on the stoop with my cousin Sean McGonagall and, you know, his mother and my and his my mother and his father were brothers and were reading in the newspaper how, you know, his dad's missing and, you know, and this gangland war stuff. We were 11 years old sitting on this mm-hmm. corner store reading yeah. this in the newspaper as kids. So it's like if you grow up in Malibu, you're probably going to be a surfer, you know. If you grow <laughs> up around this type of stuff, you're going to, you know, it's kind of like all you all we knew. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, lots That's- of kids, yeah, no, I so so get that. Um, now let's let's pivot uh, to a Fatal Attraction because I obviously don't want you to give anything away, but I can't wait to watch it. Now this might sound stupid, but does it pay homage to the movie? Yeah, I mean, look at it. It's it's, it's tough to say that, right? Because mm-hmm. the truth is, like that movie was that movie was a classic, right? Over thirty years ago, and it was like a like I was saying earlier that. It's like being on a roller coaster ride. Now they're going to ask an audience to, you know, stretch it out to eight hours, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, totally. So you're not trying to improve it, right? Because how do you mm-hmm. set yourself up for failure? But if you yeah. if it's done well, which I believe Alexander Cunningham and Kevin Hines and Silver Tree who directed, they all you know did a very good job. Because, you know, me critically, you know, I'm too little too critical to myself because I'm trying to learn how to make film. And, you know, mm-hmm. but the audience that I know are really enjoying it. They're just an audience. They have no, you know, yeah. no, no, uh, like, reason to not just watch it from an audience. Like, filmmakers, you know, their days of watching films are kind of ruined, right? Yes. <laughs> what not to, but, you know, yeah. like my wife and and family and people that are watching it were just, you know, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that in one of the previews, she says that line, like, I I think it's like, I won't be ignored, Dan. And I'm like, Oh God, I just got like the shivers. I thought of Glenn Close immediately. And I was like, Ew, Ew, Ew. (laughs) So I do see like, there's some similarities to it, you know, or, or I, yeah. Yes. I mean, the truth is, yes. It's, I mean, not only the same in title, but the circumstance and situation, you know, it is. Dan works in the court just like Michael Douglas did, Joshua Jackson's character. Yeah. Amanda, you know, playing uh, Ann Archer's, you know, it's all set the same way. And I play the best friend of Amanda Pete, business partner. We went to college together. We started a business together. My wife's dying of cancer, and she's being a friend and supportive through that. And oh. Now this situation occurs that she tells me about you know, her, 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 her husband, you know, doing this and I can't believe it. And, you know, we got a four way friendship going on and she's devoted to watch my friend's heart get ripped out by just the choice that, you know, um, her husband made and you yeah. know, not being in complete judgment as one guy to another who might've judged like completely, but let's get through it. And, and they can't seem to because she's the labor girl won't go away. And, you know, we start to see the mental health side of her, which we didn't really get yeah. to see in Glenn Close's portrayal because True. it's only two hours. So they, they, you know, they flushed out a lot of things that I think are, you know, engaging. You know, I love that. I was, my next question, I was going to ask you about your character specifically. And I love that um, you don't, you don't play like a tough guy. You don't play like a rough and gruff. I mean, right. Was that, that must be cool for you that you get to play something kind of different. I, I, yeah, very excited. This character, I mean, you know, because fear ignites a lot of different, 
you know, fear always ignited uh, anger with me, you know, and fear yeah, ignites yeah. different things in everybody. So this guy is extremely patient, you know, he's really, and, and I love the way they wrote it, you know, they're, you know, they're dealing with cancer, opposed mm. to just like, you know, um, storming around in self-pity, you know, which would yeah. be justified, right? I mean, yeah. I was saying earlier, you know, you, you know, people say I'm battling cancer and and I don't like that because it almost insinuates the people that don't make it didn't fight or battle enough. So dealing with cancer is more uh, um, the way I would put it. And, and that's what my character and my wife's doing at the same time of when, you know, my dearest friend ends up in this trouble yeah. situation. Yeah. Now, when when exactly does the, um, scene, uh, the season premiere air? Well, there are already now six episodes, no, five episodes in. Okay. So six, and then this Sunday, they released the last two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, so, they have eight episodes. Okay, yeah, this this podcast airs Monday, so this will be perfect. Everybody can sort of, um, yeah, everyone who watches it can maybe go back and, and look for certain things. But no, I love that. Now, is there, speaking of that, is there anything in the show that um, really touched you or moved you as an actor or anything that people should uh, go back and watch or, or look out for? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things that have, but I, I got to be honest with you, because I think this weekend's a holiday weekend. Mm. And if people don't watch, watch right away on Sunday, and I tell you, I answer that question... <laughs> This airs Monday. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the wrath of everybody because there is a you know there is a a reveal at the end. Ooh, okay. So I, 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 I yeah. So okay. I'm gonna leave it at. Fine, <laughs> that's fair. But let me ask you this. And okay, I mean you don't have to answer, but I mean, is there yeah. is there a dead rabbit? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually, not, I'm actually not sure. I haven't seen the last two episodes yet. I'm waiting for the two final episodes to come out too. Okay, fine, Brian. That is totally fair. Well, you know what? Tell me what's next for you. What's next for Brian Goodman? Well, right now they have you like a little bit of a contract to wear in case there's a second season. I'm not sure if there is. Okay. Which way they would go, which is none of my business. And in the meantime, I'm gearing up to maybe direct another film. We're looking at two films to, to direct. And then oh. the writer's strike, you know, I was I was walking yesterday in the picket mm. line with the two writers of this show, you know, because wow. um, there's wow. a strike going on right now. So there's a little lull. And so I'm just trying to keep the mind right and stay in the moment and see what's next. I love that. Now, really, really important question, okay? Um, and it's driving me yes. insane. Why are you not on social media, bro? I don't know. I mean, why would I be? What, tell me, give me a reason why. A I reason, should. because someone like me, you know, I watch you on a show or I'm seeing you. I am very inquisitive. I actually want to know about you and your life. And sure, maybe it's none of my business, but you are in the public eye. So technically, sometimes it is my business, okay? I just want to see, like, what you like to do, where you like to travel, what you like to eat, you know? Yeah, see, now that that entices me to say, okay, I would do this, right? Yeah. But then I hear about some of the story and some of the, you know, some of the, I'm a little sensitive. People start coming at you with 
the wrong version of your story, this and that, you know, I, I don't know how comfortable that would be, right? I but, get uh, it. It has been mentioned to me that I should, people have mentioned it to me, you should look into it. Maybe I'm going to. I'm going to look into it just to see if there's, there's any fun in it because I could always just stop, right? If I don't of like course. it. Of course. You can shut down your account. Also, you are very unique in the sense that you're not just like a, you know, you have a story, right? And you have um, advice that you can share with people that I think would be very valuable to a lot of people. So I actually think you're doing a disservice yeah. by by not sharing what you know, okay? How bad does that make you feel? No, I, no, <laughs> that, no that, that makes, I, I, I agree, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, you know, but there is another side to that coin, you know, where people twist your stories to where there's no twisting them back. And by the time that fire starts, you know, you, you, yeah. what do you do then, right? Well, you it's know, it's you know so I mean? funny because some of the dumbest shit ever I've witnessed has been on, like, I think Candace Cameron Brewer, who played DJ on Full House, she said something about not going to a fast food restaurant in 20 years and not eating it. And then fans went, and this is obviously going to turn you off to social media, fans went and found pictures from, like, weeks before of, like, a Chick-fil-A cup in her car. And then she had to go and be like, yeah, dude, guys, I got an iced tea. Like, my son got the Chick-fil-A. Like, it is pretty stupid. I will I will also say that. Yeah. People are crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you, I totally get it. And I got enough crazy, enough crazy to deal with in my own head. I don't know yeah. if I can deal with it. <laughs> No, same, same. And it's funny because I feel like, um, I do feel like at one point, Brian, your agent or whatever showrunner that you're working on or you're working with, they are going to be like, honey, it's time. Get a social media. It's in your contract. But maybe I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But um, well, yeah. how's this? Anytime you reach out, I'm going to get on your podcast or anything. Yes. Anytime, I'll, be, I'll be here. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. This will air Monday with no spoilers from Fatal Attraction. But Brian Goodman, you are just a lovely man. And I really hope that um, our paths cross. So thank you for joining Lauren Interviews. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology. Meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say... Losing weight starts with your brain, but it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, Bye. thanks for having me, Lauren. Have a great day. Thank you. Of course. Okay, friends, that was Brian Goodman. Oh, I got to know if there's a rabbit. I got to know. I was like, dude, can you tell me anything? I mean, that was, 
oh, the best scene in that movie. And now I kind of want to go watch the movie. Uh, Maybe I'll do that just because it's so entertaining. All right. Anyway, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. And until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.